We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It is in the midday show. 215-592-9494 gets you aboard here on this Friday afternoon as we discuss, well, lots of things. But off top of the mind, man, that game last night, Hugh Douglas with the Sixers, the way they were able to finish that game, Joel Embiid, a terrible first half. Terrible. I mean, he was awful. 2 of 14. He was complaining about the, you know, the, the stomach, the foot, whatever, all the stuff on TNT. But I was just so impressed the way they finished that game last night, including Joel, James Harden, even Tobias Harris there. Excuse me, because that's the kind of game they lose every year. And, and for the first time in years, you know, I feel like we're watching a team that has a real shot to win a title. They showed mental toughness last night. Yeah, they did, and I think that's important, especially when you talk about the second half of the season and the way that he played through it. Because I tell you what, initially, I didn't think that this was going to end well for him at all. I really, really didn't. The way that he was playing, the, the fact that he played an all-star game and, and, and should have had that, that time off to rest his mm-hmm. foot, he fought through it, and he got it done. Yeah, and they brought that up during the broadcast last night that, you know, that foot could use a week or so off. And he had a chance. He had a chance at eight days off, and he didn't take it. He went out there and played, and, and that drove me crazy on Sunday night in, in Utah. But last night, I give Joel Embiid credit. I give, I give Glenn, Doc Rivers, whatever we want to call him this morning, I, I give him credit for the way he kept that team going. And last night... They didn't have a lead. They led seven to six. They didn't lead again to 106 105. Like, that's a lot. Basically, for two and a half hours, you, they were down and they still found a way. Yeah. And that, that's what I think is the most important thing when you talk about this, Joe, is that in, in your, from your recollection, these are games that they mostly lose. Yeah. I look, look at I it. call them bullies. Like, yeah. when, they're, when they have a good game, they roll. But then when someone punches them in the mouth, usually they, go, they, they kind of cower. Yeah. And I go back and I, and I constantly go back to that, that block dunk that Ja Morant was trying to get, and, and, and Joel Embiid just went up and met him in the air and denied him that. I think that was a turning point for this team. Yeah, and, and here let's hear Doc Rivers talking about what it was like when, when they were down early in that game, what it felt like. Well, it, it was. It's, Hugh, it felt last night watching, and I'm sure people out there, and if you're in the building, we want to hear from you, 315-592-9494. It felt like a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, a little bit, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're looking at it from, from, from the television and, and how people got into it towards the end, 
it did feel like a playoff atmosphere game. Yeah, it was different last night. And I'm hoping and I'm believing that this is different with the Sixers team for the first time in a long time. I'm, I'm buying in. I'm believing something has changed here, that they have found something, and it's wide open in the NBA right now. 215-592-9494. Do you believe in the Sixers as a championship contender? 59% on our Twitter poll today hear you so far have said no. They don't believe. 41%. Have said yes. I wonder what that. I wonder what the poll will be like if they beat the Celtics tomorrow night. Oh, it, it, it's going to jump significantly yeah. in their favor. I think it will because I think that's what you're looking at. You're looking at the. To me, the six. Excuse me. The Celtics are the class mm-hmm. of the East, and and so that's what you're looking at. You you if you beat them, then yes, I think more people are going to buy it. Yeah, I think so too. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I'm in now. This feels different. Joel feels different. James Harden, you know, really his hamstring is healthy and he's playing the best basketball we've seen him here play in Philadelphia. This team to me feels different. First time since the Kawhi shot. I feel they are a real title contender. All your phone calls coming up here. And your thoughts on Rex Ryan as well. We'll throw that in the mix. Rex Ryan, I believe the Eagles should call Rex and talk to him about the Eagles defensive coordinator position. Let's go to Joe in Jersey. I know wants to talk some Eagles here. What's up, Joe? What's up there, Ice and Black Panther? How we doing? Oh, hey, there's our guy, on, Joe. How you doing? What's up, Joe? Doing good. You know, you know, Hugh talked a lot about Ike Reese. When I hear Ike on the radio, he sort of reminds me of Steve Harvey. You know, an ornery Steve Harvey. What do you think about that, Hugh? Ornery Steve Harvey. I don't know about I don't know about Steve Steve Harvey. Listen, <laughs> Ike Ike is my 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 barometer, my compass, because sometimes Ike has to. You know, Ike keeps me from getting in more way more trouble mm. than I would I would typically get in because he'll text me or something like, "Hey man, pull it back, pull that back, or don't tweet that, or something like that." So yeah, that's that's my dude. That's my guy. I don't know about I don't know about a uh, more ornery Steve Harvey though. Do we you think that, do we think does. that I could host Family Feud? Do you think he'd be good at that? I want to see that. Oh definitely. <laughs> I, I could see I you know I I, I probably speaks with his football helmet. You know what I'm saying? Like I could see that the side of his bed, somebody breaks into the house, somebody grabs a gun, somebody grabs a knife, somebody calls the cops. Ike straps the helmet on. Or his neck what roll. We know we know he talks about his neck roll. He gets his neck roll ready. <laughs> Ike's ready. So, guys, a couple of things. I was going to talk about, you know, when you're looking at the, you know, free agency, you have to look at it as investing. It's like a portfolio, right? Mm. How much do you want to pay for something? For example, right, Jason Kelsey, if he retires, we're going to keep Isaac. We're going to pay him that money. If he doesn't retire, Isaac, who's the seventh-ranked guard in football, is gone. It's a money game. Yeah, I think, Joe, before you go on, I think you're right on that. I think it's it's pretty unlikely they have Kelsey and Sayamala next year because they drafted Cam Jurgens in the second round. He's gonna, they're going to play gotta him. put him out there somewhere yeah. at some point. They got it right. They got, so it's a money game. So people go, I want to keep this guy at what cost? Like Fletcher Cox, I'll keep him at $5 million. I won't keep him at $14 million. So it's like an investment. When you make an investment, the most important thing is the price. All right? So that's, that's how I'm looking at it. The other thing, I just wanted to bring up another point. Everybody's beating up Sirianni that he punted on fourth and three. The problem wasn't the fourth and three club. If you want to beat up Sirianni, beat him up for not thinking ahead on third and two with the best offensive line in football, okay? You have to run the ball twice. Even if you get a yard, then you do the sneak you're in. So that's what I think the problem is. I, I would have punted on the fourth and three because where we were. And the other point I want to bring up, is, yes, Sirianni didn't have a great game, but I would tell you this, and I'll make one more quick point. Think about how better Sirianni is in his second year compared to Reed, who was a bumbling fool for the first three years with like two minutes left in a game, five minutes left in a game. 
And my last point, guys, Rex Reed would be a marriage in heaven. I don't think Sirianni is arrogant. I think he's emotional. I think he wears his emotion on his sleeves. The players love him. But I think Rex Reed would be Ryan, like a, Rex a Ryan. Yeah, and, and yeah, Rex Ryan. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, we, no, Joe, we appreciate it, man. Good stuff there. We appreciate your phone call. Um, let, let's go back. He, he, he kind of made the point that Sirianni's ahead of it where Andy was, you know, back, let's say, year 2000, around there. I, I mean, it, maybe clock management, but, I mean, he didn't manage the clock well in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, 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 and I'm defer to you on this one because that's my coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and we had a lot of success, tremendous amount of success under Andy Reid. But I do hear when people always talk about clock management because one of the bits that Joe Conklin used to do all the time was time's yours. Time's yours. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was Andy's fault. And, and, and I think he's got a little bit better at it. But also, you know, Sirianni had a loaded team. I, I, mean, I don't think you guys in the first year – you in the first second year of Andy, you guys, your team wasn't as talented as this team. Now you got there, right? Oh yeah. two, oh three, oh four. That team got super talented. So when you guys added TL, but I mean, Sirian had a lot of lot to work with this year. As far as the, the Rex Ryan thing goes, and the the emotion, yeah, I mean, Sirian is emotional. We, we can use whatever word we want to use for it, but that would be a lot of personality in one coaching room. Yeah, it is, man. And and, and like I said, you know, we, we work in a business where personalities works for our benefit. Yeah, but. And the same thing, like sometimes certain personalities don't mesh. You know that. And, and, and it doesn't sound right or it, it just it does, doesn't jive well. And if you have a guy that fe- you feel like is getting more shine than you and you're the head coach, that might be something that Coach Sirianni does not like. He well, might, might try to, you know, tell Coach Ryan to be quiet or not say so much. And when was the last time Rex Ryan was quiet? No, he's not. No. I, don't, I, I can't see. See, th- this is the thing to, to me. I think – you get the best out of him if you allow him to be him. Mm-hmm. You're hiring him because of who he is. So if you try to you try to diminish that light or something like that, that could be a problem. So you have to be comfortable, in my opinion. You have to be comfortable with Rex Ryan being the the the, the show if he comes here to Philadelphia. He ha- he is. He always has been. But you would get results, and that that's that's why yeah. I, I think there's something to it because if if Rex comes in here. And Rex is, I mean, Rex interviewed for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. Vance Joseph got the job. Eagles still don't have a coordinator. I really think the idea is intriguing of hiring Rex Ryan. At least bring him in for an interview to see if um, he's really interested in this. Because I think they need a head coach outside the football. But to your point and to the caller's point, you, about personality, it's got to work, right? you got to have an ebb and flow. I mean, let's think about our, our last morning show. It was here for 33 years on WIP, right? Angelo. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason it works so great is Angelo's great. But Al, who was his, you know, with him, Al didn't need the spotlight. No. Al, Al was very comfortable being like he'll play off it. He'll, he'll you know he'll talk when Angelo sets him up. They 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 weren't both like symbiotic relationship. It worked perfect. If Al needed to be in the spotlight, if Al felt that way, I I don't know. I don't think it would have worked as well as it did for all those years. No, no. And and you have to be comfortable in in certain situations. Like you know somebody somebody taking the lead. A lot of people aren't comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't share that. You know, and 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 that could become a problem. Let's be honest. We've seen this here in Philadelphia before. I don't have to mention any names, but we've seen when certain situations, when somebody comes in and he's getting all the love and adulation from the city, that some folks can't handle that. Some folks feel some kind of way about that. And 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 it goes to the point where you start to undermine guys, and, and that's not good. You have to be comfortable in the role that you're playing. You have to be. Yeah, and Sirianni's been very comfortable with the staff, like because he hired them all. They're all yeah. his guys, and and they they're were like no names. Lack of a letter, 
back, lack of a better way of saying it, underlings. Yeah, they were. You know, but now you got Rex Ryan coming in here. He's a big personality. He's a big personality. I mean, one of the biggest in coaching. I mean, yes. I mean, just like his dad was. 215-592-9494. I think the Eagles should call up Rex Ryan and talk to him about their defensive coordinator position. Let's talk to Vince in Delaware. What's up, Vince? Uh, P.J. Tucker, that's what's up. Uh, I can't see how this man can play 26 minutes a game uh, and score three and a half points or less than four rebounds a game. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. He, he won't shoot the ball. Uh, he last night he actually he actually shot the ball three times. Oh, he had the, he, I think he had the first shot of the game made, the three pointer in the corner. Yeah, but but then he had made one more three pointer for, mm-hmm. for the next thirty two minutes. Well, I mean, it's it's obviously unique. I mean, not many teams have a player like him where it's like you know he literally is not part of the offense. But on this team, I I don't think it handicaps them much because they have I mean, Joel and Harden are, are so much with the volume, right? Like it's it, most guys in the NBA want their shots. You, I mean, they, the, the Sixers literally have a guy that's like, yeah, if I shoot once a game, I'm cool with that. Yeah, and you know what? When I look at PJ Tucker, I look at him more as an asset in the playoffs because he was huge for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he was huge. He's like that physical presence that you need when the game changes and you need somebody to get dirty. Tough guy. Somebody, yeah, yeah, he's a tough guy. He's an enforcer. I don't see him in the game. I don't see him playing in the game. He's slow. He's too slow to be in the game. I watched I watched he was standing there I watched one of the guards go right by him and didn't even touch him. Yeah, but, but Vince, I mean, let's be – I mean, I, I agree he's older now, and he's obviously not spry, but, like, he's played a lot this year, and they're, they're a top-10 team in defense. Like, he's not killing them out there. I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the only, the only thing I do know, I do know when I watch a game – uh, it's like playing four on five. He stands in the he won't shoot. He won't shoot. They put him in the he stands in the corner there. He has a good shot. I don't know why he won't shoot. He has a good shot, and it's like playing four on five. They, but they but do you think this is affecting part. their offense? I, I don't think it hurts their offense. As as opposed to say having a power forward out there that that rebounded like the eight or nine or ten ten rebounds a game. Sure, but but, but like you, there's ebbs and flows to it, right? Like he doesn't need the ball. Like he, it doesn't bother him, and he does other things well. He plays defense, he rebounds. But Vince, you're right. It, it's certainly unique. It, it's different that they have a player like that. So, but do you believe in the team, Vince? Yeah, I believe in the team. Yeah, I don't believe in Doc. Uh, you know, basically, he his inability to deal with young players. I mean, we have we keep a player like Tucker on the team, and we trade Thibault. Thibault was getting 12 minutes a uh, game. Thibault can't play, Vince. He can yeah. play. He, he can play. play. He's an all-pro defensive player. But you're, you're, wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the, the Tucker thing. Is, wasn't Thibault the same thing? But actually, he, yeah, he, yeah, but he, he was exactly a worse right. shooter. At least, at least Tucker can make a shot if you leave him alone. Well, yeah, that's true. That's, 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 but my point is that you know, Thibault wasn't even getting minutes. He was getting 12 minutes a game. Yeah, yeah he you was. Know, Tucker, Tucker's getting 25 and 26. And yeah. you know, neither one of them are scored. Well, no, they don't score. Vince, we appreciate the call. It's funny, uh, Hugh, last year after the playoff loss, because they lost to the Heat, and they mm-hmm. and Tucker was on that team last year. Yeah. I mean, Embiid basically said we need, we're need missing that. Me, that. That, that asset. That's what I said. I, I think when you look at P.J. Tucker, that's what he brings to the table because it becomes a half-court game at that point, and that's when I think he'll excel. I think you're right that he he's here for the playoffs, yeah. right? Like, he's, he's older. A player. Yeah, and he's just trying to get – they're all really, in effect, trying to get through the regular season, but, but he's here – uh, for the postseason. Let's look to Ron. He's over in Jersey. What's up, Ron? Ron. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, man? What's how up, Ron? Not much. Hey, Hugh. Yes, sir. 
first of all, uh, good afternoon, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, no. there we go. <laughs> and, I deserve uh, that. I deserve that. <laughs> now, nah, listen, listen. <laughs> big fan of yours. Uh, I'm hoping one day uh, when you you're out and about doing a meet and greet, I get to meet you and shake your hand. Thank you for the memories uh, of me. You know, when watching you growing up. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, just two things on one on Joel, Joel B, the other one on Rex Ryan. Um, you know, I like the Rex Ryan thing. I, I don't think we could do better. Obviously, I have a huge respect for that man. And you know, I hear you would saying about the personalities, but you know, maybe somebody needs to put if if it were to happen, maybe somebody needs to put Sirianni in check and just say, hey, didn't you say it's all for the good of the team? That's easier said than done, though. He's the head coach. Oh, yeah, right. you know, you're talking about you're ta- you're talking about the head coach feeling some kind of way about somebody getting more shine than him. Now, I don't I don't know if that's the case. I, let me say that first. But there's a there's a chance that 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 might happen. This is always a chance. Yeah, no, no, I, and I I completely I completely agree with you. Um, but you know, on the flip side of the coin, you know, you were saying, well, you know, he'd be better than an unknown or whatever. Well, guess what? Sirianni walked in here, and everybody went, "We hired who?" Yeah, I, I was. I, hey, listen, I was that guy, and I, and I had, and you know what? I even go a step further. I had a real issue with him not dressing up for the interview, even though he was on vacation. He wore a polo shirt or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was, and and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jeffrey Lurin Howie dressed down to accommodate him. I had yes, a real problem did. with that. Do you have more yes. appreciation now because you, you're you trying to transition all your clothes because you don't have all your <laughs> yeah, clothes? Have, yeah. Listen, all I have is sweatsuits and Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, I do have appreciation yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, no. And then uh, on, on the Embiid thing, you know, I love seeing these guys gel and come together. Um, you know, your caller uh, a while back said something about uh, him not, or Harden not wanting to give him some love. Um, I actually saw that, and I saw the same exact thing and had the same exact reaction that caller did. So, Ron, explain it the way you saw because neither you and I saw it. I'm going to go back on my DVR tonight and check, check it out. So, we're talking about after the game. Was this in the locker room tunnel? Where was it? I, if I remember right, Joe, I, I, I believe it was, it was on the floor. Okay. And he goes over, and he kind of, like, you know, puts his, puts his arms out. or And it was kind of just like, a, you know, hey, you know, we got each other. We're going to get this. We're going to do this. And it was just like Harden was just like, nope, nope, don't want any part of it, dude. It was like, nah, I'm here for business. I ain't your friend, man. That's it. But it's so bizarre because that was one of their best wins of the year last night. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree. But I agree with that other caller. It was a bad look on Harden. It really was. And uh, you know, I, I'm liking how they're gelling at the right time. Um, you know, Joe, I, I would say I'm with you. I'm, I'm all in as far as, as wanting to be on the train and go for the ride. But that one thing, when I heard that caller say that, I was like, man, I got to call in because I saw the exact same thing happen. Yeah, that – well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. And it certainly will give me some pause there. Ron, we appreciate the phone call. Hugh, that's weird. I mean, just the idea that it's one of the biggest wins of the season, a comeback win. They both played a big role. Right? It wasn't like one guy had 10 points or like, oh, maybe he got frozen out of the game. They both had 27, whatever, 31 points. That's weird. I'm looking at it right now. But you got it. You look at it like you can you can hit the backward button. It, it didn't look it didn't look as weird as you would think to me. It, he popped. He tapped him on the chest. Okay. And it didn't it didn't look that weird. But you know, hey, maybe maybe I I have the TBS feed. Maybe people other people have the local feed. and They saw something different. 
I just pulled it up back here. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Eh, Nick and Nick. Eh, I, I don't. I don't think it's that I, much I to worry it, about it didn't at look all. Like to be it was honest. That much. Yeah, you know what? I, I I understand why people think maybe like it is a, it is big deal. And and you know I don't know what's going on between those two. Right? Maybe they're they're trying to figure themselves out. And, and maybe there was something in the game that happened. Bottom line is this: it's a big win last night. And and as long as they look, I don't know if they're best friends or not. You I and mean, this happens. You don't have to be a best friend. No. Listen, you don't have to be my best friend. We're trying to win a championship. Exactly. Can we work that's together? That's the bottom line. That's, that's all you got to do. Listen, be my friend when we're on the court. Yeah, we don't even have to hang out after the game. Just be my friend. Let us be on the same page when we're on the court together. That's all I need. And, and, and Joel has said this before, that this is probably the, the, the best team that's fit around him that he's ever had here in Philadelphia. Hopefully it, it's all good there with those guys. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to uh, – let's grab Carl here. Carl's up on WIP. What's up, Carl? Carl. You guys are. Congratulations on your new show. Thank you very much, Thanks, Carl. What are you thinking today? And all the best luck. So, my point is about Rex Ryan, and I think you have touched on a lot of great points about the risk of him becoming a sideshow, maybe messing up uh, Sirianni's vibe with the, the locker room and the players. But there's a simple and diplomatic solution for this. If we get Rex Ryan... Everybody has you to thank for it. But the point is that the Eagles should not call Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan should call the the Mm -hmm. Eagles and put his ego in check and show a little sensitivity to what the situation is. And that changes everything from the outset. That's my simple point. Well, it could, right? I mean, if he he kind of throws his hat in the ring, I mean, mean, regardless, he's got a – he's the defensive coordinator. I'm a head coach. Yeah, and my thing is this. If, if, if I want to be here, I want all of him. 
I want him to be him mm-hmm. because I think that's what make endears him to the players that you're trying to get him that you're trying to get to play for him. So why would I want to water down him as a person when I know that's the coordinator that he is? Well, I think it's possible that he's matured and maybe a little more diplomatic and sensitive and still as smart as he ever was. What? One's an emotional issue and one's an intellectual issue. See, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, don't, I don't think it, it's a maturity thing. I think that's, that's a personality thing. And, and when you have somebody that has a big personality like that, you have to allow them, for them to be the best version of themselves, you have to allow them to be themselves. Yeah. You can't, you can't take that away from them. Yeah, and I think Carl, we appreciate. I, I think his personality actually works better as a coordinator because he doesn't he, like. And now, now it's different you know, how it plays off of the head coach. It's got, it's got to work, but like, you know, when you're the head coach, you got to kind of be the CEO of the team, right? Yeah. You're 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 the face of things. You're, you're talking all the time. You're in charge. I think Rex could do if Rex wants to, and, and him interviewing for the Broncos job tells me he's interested in coaching again. I, I think it would be a fit. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop in here. Would you want the Eagles to go after Rex Ryan as the defensive coordinator? I would. I, I think there's something there. He's the, Of all the guys out there that we've brought up this week, a lot of young names. Obviously, Vance Joseph already went to the Broncos. He's the one I could guarantee what he does. I mean, his, he has track record of success. Pedigree. Great pedigree. And obviously, the connection here to Philadelphia with Buddy. I'm in. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. And are you all in on the Sixers? Do you believe? Do you believe in the Sixers team? Big win last night over the Grizzlies. I believe, and though we've been hurt before, 215-592-9494. That's how I have We'll come back, your phone calls, and we got to talk about an old friend, maybe an old enemy, and how bad things have gotten for him in his new place. That and your phone calls coming up. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, midday show here with you guys. 215-592-9494. That's how you join the show on this Friday afternoon. We'll get this Philly stuff coming up in a little bit. It's our first spring training broadcast tomorrow. So excited baseball's back, especially with what these rule changes play out. But before we get back to the phones here on the Sixers and, and your belief in this team after a big win last night, and, of course, our thoughts on Rex Ryan as potential Eagles defensive coordinator, Hugh, we got to give an update on an old buddy of ours, Ben Simmons. So <laughs> it sounds like Ben up in Brooklyn is not only not starting anymore, he's completely out of the rotation. Out. That's, that's incredible. Depressing. I, I I don't think it's depressing for him, but you talk about the the downward spiral that this young man has had since he since he left Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. To be totally honest, is is remarkable. The fact that you know he was trying to get the ring back from the young lady that he was engaged to, that he had to write a letter to to now this. You know, KD leaving, Kyrie leaving, to now this. I don't feel. I mean, I don't feel sorry for him like I did when he got booed here in Philadelphia because I think a lot of this he kind of brought on himself. Well, he did. I mean, he just – he never improved. And, and he's at the point as a player now where he does nothing well. Let's hear Jacques Vaughn, the Nets coach, just a couple of weeks ago, talking about Ben Simmons. And, and you could just feel it here that this guy was, was pretty much done with him as, as a guy he could put on the court. And Ben can't play every game. He's either sore or he's this or he's that. You, you, it's just remarkable. Four, five, six years ago here in Philadelphia, if you had asked people who are going to be the two of the best players in the league the next five, four, five, six years. It would be him. would be one of them. And Carson Wentz would have been the other. And yeah. now both of those guys are unplayable. Like, they can't get on the field anymore. They get benched. They get out of the rotation. I, I, I was thinking about this this morning. Like, which, which one of these two surprises me more? I actually think that the Ben thing surprises me more, that it's this bad. Because... He never had a debilitating injury. At least Wentz had that injury, right? He was an MVP candidate. He had the knee injury. 
And I don't think he was ever the same. And then all the stuff about him as a leader. But Ben never had that. He, I mean, he had a, he's been nicked up and he had a knee issue in the back. But like he it's never had. Years. It, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's funny. I, I remember a few years ago in Atlanta, I was talking to Travis Slink. Used to be the GM for the, the Golden State Warriors and then became the GM for, for, for the Atlanta Hawks. And he said the biggest thing that you have to do when you're, when you're vetting these young players is try to figure out their why. Because there's a lot of times where you get these young players, they just want to get drafted. They just want to get drafted. They don't want to be great. They don't want to, they don't want to take their game to the next level. They just want to get that payday. You know, and, and, and I was talking about how the, the psyche of young, play, young kids nowadays, they don't look at it like they don't look at it the way that we look at it. Because I remember growing up, you know, coming from, from, from a, a background where my dad didn't have a whole lot of money, my mom didn't either. Sports was a way to get out. And, and, and make money, and then at some point it became about being great and, and winning a championship somewhere down the line. Now, those things didn't happen, but that was what drove me as an individual. It's different for kids nowadays. You know, when you talk about uh, some of the way that these kids grow up, they're not as impoverished as we once were. You know, families have put them in great situations, and, and it's not a means to an end like it used to be. It's just something to do, and if, you know, you don't like to do it, oh, well, I'll just do something else. And I think that's kind of what Ben Simmons is. Because I go back to that when, they, when he was at LSU and they were playing Texas A&M in the SEC tournament. He was chilling on the court. He was chilling, but he had so much talent. You have to draft a guy like that. You have to because that's the NBA. It's a star-driven league, and you thought that by him being drafted high and all this other stuff, that it was going to pan out for him. It did. Unfortunately, it did. And you took, a, you took an L. Yeah, well, it was a big L for the Sixers, big L now for the Nets here. And the one parallel I could draw between Ben and, and, um, and Carson Wentz is I, I never thought either of them loved the game they were playing. They, they played it, and they were good for a while. I, never, I, I just think some guys have a love and a dedication to the game, it like to different. be great. They didn't, it, it, they didn't it, have that. It, it was different. Like, for, for me growing up, it was – it was, I would say this, when I got older, I started to love the game more. Like some guys grow up, they grow up loving the game. Mm-hmm. They grow up, you know, wishing they was this player or that player. For me, it got, it got to that point when I got older. But nowadays, guys are like, hey, man, you got talent. Oh, I can make some money. And then, you know, I can make some money and go do something else. You know, I think that's how a lot of guys think. Well, it's amazing the fall of these two guys. Nick Earnshaw, of the two of them, which which one shocks you more how bad it's gotten? Because I, I believe now neither of them are playable in their sport. One guy, we'll see if he's either going to stay in the league or, or retire or be a backup quarterback, and the other one's out of a rotation. It, it's amazing how far they've fallen. I'm, I'm a little bit more surprised at Ben just because at least he never had the real big injury excuse. Yeah, like, I, I mean, there was – I mean, he had the back issue when he went to Brooklyn, right. but – Ben Simmons really was he was a first round he was a first overall pick by the Sixers. I mean there was a lot of pressure on this guy. He was he was considered the next LeBron James uh if you remember back then when he oh, was drafted. Yeah. So I have to go Ben. I mean I don't think it's close. I I mean the way he's kind of just fallen off after that Atlanta series. I mean with with everything that happened here in Philadelphia when he held out and then got the trade. I I mean it, the fall from grace. I mean it, it doesn't seem like he really cares either. I think he likes the idea of being an NBA star, but he's not willing to put in the work. I think that's really clear now. And that's it. If you don't put the work in, they'll run you out of the league. 215-592-9494. Back to the phone lines here. And uh, if you want to comment on the Ben Simmons thing as well, as he's out of the rotation now up in Brooklyn here. Let's go to Tony, King of Prussia, who wants to up at the six. What's up, Tony? Number 53. What's going on? Mr. Susudio. How are we doing, Tony? <laughs> Hey, guys, um, listen, I'm at the gym. I'm sorry. I'm a mailman. I got to lose weight. But listen, uh, I wanted to 
I wanted to under the Flyers and the Eagles. There's a lot of question marks, but with the Sixers and Philly, it's simple to me, and I want to see if you agree with this. Uh, after I can name you 12 blue chip players in the last 10 years that aren't even in a league that the Sixers drafted, like in the top, you know, three, four, five, six, seven players. They've made too many mistakes. We are lucky to be in this position where we have Harden. You know, people better stop with the Harden stuff because without him, we don't have – we have zero chance of winning a title. Well, you know, Tony, I've I've never been the the biggest fan. I I do wonder about him in the postseason. He's choked so many times, not play well. But but your point is right. Like, the the trade, obviously – trading Ben for Harden was was an enormous trade. I mean, they got an all-star type of player, not an MVP anymore, but an all-star type of player for a bum. Like, that, that was the trade. Well, well, the Phillies did the same thing the last 10 years with another 12 players I could name you, but I'm not going to bother. And about your Rex Ryan thing that you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. uh, he, he could stay home with those pretty feet. I want no parts. <laughs> I want no parts. No parts of him. All right, Tony, we appreciate it. Yeah, that it's it's funny, the Rex thing. I, I feel like people are going to be all in or all out you know, on the Rex thing. Like it, it, When you think about it, I, I could see a lot of people, you saying no because of the personality stuff and, and, and well, the foot thing just makes me laugh. Yeah, well, especially when you talk about your coach being the character that he is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I just think that those two personalities, there might be a, there might be potential to clash there. There might be a little p- potential clash with the personality styles. Uh, I don't see, I don't know if 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 uh, Coach Sirianni has yelled at either his offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator on the sideline. I have, I don't have any proof of that, but I don't think that that would fly if he's yelling at Rex Ryan. I don't, I don't think Rex is going to go quietly into the night. I doubt it. You know what I mean? If, if, if Sirianni say, what the heck are you doing or yelling at him? Or I don't think he's going to go quietly into the night. I think it's gonna, there's going to be a little bit of a retort there. Well, I'm sure there would be. And the other thing about Rex is he strikes me as the kind of coach that would go off the plan a little bit. right? Yeah, like, and do what, do what the hell he thinks is, you know. And, and, and there's a chance, not saying that he would do this, but you don't, you don't want anybody to come in and, you know, undermine your 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 – your overall philosophy. Well, the other thing to think about, and I, I don't think this is going to happen, but like, let's just say the Eagles got off to a slower start on offense next year, right? Mm-hmm. New coordinator, whatever. And the defense is playing well. I mean, you know what would happen. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a separation. That's what I'm saying. You don't, like, uh, whether you inadvertently or not, I mean, it's, it's like you don't want it to undermine anything. You yeah, know? and the one thing, and I, I joked about this the other day, that Sirianni's going to miss Gannon here because Gannon always got the heat. When, they, when something went wrong, it's Gannon's fault. People just like Rex is infectious. People like his personality. That would not happen. It wouldn't be the cover for Sirianni. Let's go to Tommy in Horseshoe. What's up, Tommy? Tommy! Hey, how we doing? What's going on? Hey, Tommy. Hey, uh, yeah, so I uh, first of all wanted to talk about Rex Ryan. Uh, I honestly was fully out on him. I didn't really, I guess, know that much about him, especially after listening to your staff until this today. And now... After hearing all that, I mean, Joe, you came prepared today. I'm fully all in on Rex Ryan now. I just think before you go on, Tommy, and we we appreciate listening here. I, I just think, like, if I'm going, like, all these coordinator names are out there, Denard Wilson, you know, Glenn Schumann, obviously Vance Joseph, he was the one that had a track record. He went to the Broncos. All these guys are total unknowns. Like, I, they, maybe they're really good. Maybe they're next great coordinator. But I'm not trying to find out with this defense I that know. just came from the Super Bowl. They could all stink. Like, if Rex is in here, Tommy – the, all the stuff you brought up is is great. They're great points. They're valid, and it's a worry. But like, I know his defense would be good. His defense are always good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, what some people say, like you know, he's been out of the game. But I mean, he's been 
analyst. So he's still analyzing the game. He's still a part of it. It's not like he's been sitting at home or on vacation, you know. Like, he still – he knows everyone in the league. He knows who's coming in the draft. He knows the offensive schemes of all these teams. He, he's got, still got it, I'd assume. But, right, uh, and, and, and also, like, he coached in some capacity. I'm looking at his, his kind of resume here. He coached from 1987 to 2016. Obviously, since then, he's been in TV. But, like, I, I don't know if he forgot everything. I mean, he, he, yeah, he was right? coached a long time here. Yeah, and then, uh, I wanted to talk about the Sixers. And, uh, I, I mean, especially after the Super Bowl loss, I was like, you know, I was feeling out. Like, I, couldn't get it, I couldn't get involved with another team yet. But, like, every other year, sadly – Right back in. I, I literally, I feel like, uh, you remember from S- Sopranos, Silvio? Yeah. He goes, just when I think I'm out, they <laughs> pull me right, right back, back in. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, especially after that win last night. I mean, they got a fire. And also, I was thinking about it. I mean, the past three years were the second round exits, year, year, year. Um, it's all been with Ben Simmons. Yeah, last year we had James Harden, but he was half injured and played a quarter of the season with us. So, yeah, I'm back in, sadly, but I'm in. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think we're, we're – I think tell me we appreciate the phone call. I think all the people that have been in today, Hugh, on this topic and, and the Sixers are, are saying it like, yeah, I'm in, but, like, they know they're going to get hurt again. Yeah, I mean, but that that's – you know, you might not look at it this way, but that's the beautiful part about being a Philadelphian and being a fan mm-hmm. because, you, you know, even though you might feel like it might be one way, you're going to still hold out hope that it might be different. You know, even though you've been down this road before – you know you're you're gonna you're gonna go all in and you're gonna support and you're gonna be out there loud and proud when it comes to your squads. Yeah, and the other thing, and we talked a little before the show today, and I think it's worth bringing up with the NBA. You know, if you ask me right now who's winning the title, I don't think I would stand here and yell to you. It's definitely the Sixers. I, I don't. I'm not gonna say that. But you, I, I have no idea who's gonna win the title this year. Who did year. you think? Like, oh, let me let me ask you this: When the the Phillies went on their run and they were playing the Braves, mm-hmm. who do you think was gonna win that series? The Braves. Easily. Because, I mean, you know, being in Atlanta, I thought the same thing. Didn't happen that way. That's why we watch. Because a chip in the chair, that's what you want. You want you want an opportunity to be in the playoffs because anything can happen. Yeah, and I think I, it's funny you bring up the Phillies. I think there's a parallel. The Phillies for years let everyone down. Every September they collapsed. Mm-hmm. It was just like they got close and they collapsed. And then people didn't want – Hugh, you, you, you should have heard the conversations here in, in September last year. People thought they were going to collapse again. People didn't believe in that Philly team. Really, you know when it changed? When they beat Atlanta. Yeah. The Hoskins bat slam, like that series. And and then once they played the Padres, everyone was like, oh, we're going to beat the Padres now. Because everyone was – then, like, it was, became like a like a train, like a runaway train. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's what it is, man, because the – let me go back even further. The year that your boy went now, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. And Nick Foles was out there. Well, he's not my boy, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just, did, <laughs> I know. you know, I just did that. But yeah, when he was out there, you didn't think, you didn't think you had a chance. It was. Oh, I'll take you back to it. So then he got hurt. The next day on WIP was, it was like a funeral. Yeah, I know. It was, I, I can imagine. I'll tell you though, your guy Ike, Ike and John, they were the, they were the first show that was like, and then uh, they were upset. Obviously, Wendy's yeah. playing well, but they were the first show that was like, no, you know what? You got a chance. We could do it with Nick. You got a chance. Yeah. And and dude. Sitting there watching that game with my son, and I'm like, damn, they are about to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles has a statue out front, and it was like, hey, we on our way to Philly, baby. We going. Because so, it was like you you never know. You never know, and that's why you're invested, and that's why you stay invested, because 
you might feel one way, but you just never know. Yeah, and you know what? And the, and our feelings on the Sixers again. This the schedule is really hard the next month or so. It's gonna evolve. Like if they play well in this stretch, pe- people are gonna start jumping on board. Yeah, just definitely. when they thought I was out. They pulled me back in. That's how it works, man. Yeah, they pulled me back in last night. Jonathan's in Dallas. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Um, I am more positive about the Sixers than most of the city is. Uh, I think this is our best chance, honestly, to make a push at a championship. I think only Boston is really standing in their way, and they got to get over that hump. And in a lot of ways, that's our own – uh, demons coming back to roost because every time I see Jason Tatum play, I think to myself he should be playing alongside Embiid. The, the, the whole Markel Fultz thing really set us back. Um, and as far as Rex Ryan is concerned, it would be a great story. I'm not sure that he wants to be a coordinator anymore. He might want to be a head coach. Well, before you go on, John, he did. The reason I, I really he interviewed for yeah. a job in Denver. That's what got me thought oh, thinking about he? this. Yeah, he yeah, so he, he, he interviewed for the Broncos job. It went to Vance Joseph, who the Eagles obviously were interviewing. So it makes me think okay. Rex is is kind of thinking about this again. Hey, there's a shot. If if this guy's interviewing Philly's a much better job than Denver is, but. I think uh, so. There again, I don't know about the the personalities between him and Sirianni, but don't bring in Shula, because for everybody's um, complaints about Gannon, Shula will play the exact same style of defense coming from the ramp. They play that 10, 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. We let you catch everything in front of us, move the ball in between the 20s, and then when you get down in the red zone, we buckle up kind of defense. I hate that defense. Because you're just giving the guy. I, I don't understand why they don't just throw it out there every time they see a 10 or 15-yard cushion, but they don't. Um, but, yeah, it's way too passive. And then one more point I wanted to make. The Eagles and the Phillies got to the, exam, the, the same exact point. They both got to the championship game, but the Phillies were an underdog and the Eagles were a favorite. And it's funny how the city is, like, down on the Eagles – and up on the Phillies, and I'm one that's also up on it. I think now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the best Phillies team I've seen in years. I, I haven't been this excited about a Phillies team since like 1980 when they signed uh, Pete Rose. Or yeah. 1979, whenever they signed Pete Rose. Jonathan, I think the, the talent, like, they got to go do it, right? And, and obviously not going to have Bryce for the first half or so of the year. But Spent just a ton of money, too. Talent-wise, man, this, this is the most man. talented Phillies roster in, in, in at least it's 2011, right, when they set the franchise record for wins. But, like, this team's low. Like, Andrew Painter might make this, the rotation as a fifth man. starter. That, that kid has, has talent to be a Cy Young winner one day. He's throwing flames. And I heard that we were like 10th in the betting order or something like that to get to the World Series. Matt, make that bet. That's a good bet. Yeah, you know, I'll, ch- I'll check out. San Francisco. We're behind San Francisco. I don't think, I'll check that. I don't, Jonathan, and we appreciate it. I don't think they're that far behind. Um, I don't think they're behind San Francisco. I mean, it's interesting, you though, with the, with the Phillies, and we were talking about the Braves and the NL East, for as high as we are in them, and we're high and we all should be. Their division is so good. They're the third in their, like, if you look at the win totals, you look at the 
the the odds to, to win the World Series. They're third in their own division. It just shows how unbelievable the NL East is. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because everybody talks about the Mets. This is the last year was the first year that the Mets kind of lived up to the expectation. Now they fizzled towards the end. In the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the end, well, Atlanta took the division yeah, at the end, yeah. yeah. But that was the first year that they actually lived up, lived up to their expectations. And, you know, we've been talking about the, the Atlanta Braves and everything. I don't know how good they're going to be with Desby Swanson not being there. You know, because you got Von Grissom coming in who hasn't played a position that's trying to take his spot. Dansby Swanson was right behind Trey Turner as far as his production yep, last year. he was. So, it, it like, for you to sit there and think that there's not going to be a drop-off at that spot, I don't know about that. So, I'm looking at the World Series odds right now. We're at FanDuel. So, the Phillies are actually the seventh, the seventh best odds. But the crazy thing is two teams in the division have better odds than them. So, here are the odds. So, Astros are the favorite to win yeah, it again. See, um, yeah. Six to one. Dodgers set plus 752nd. Yankees, and then it's Braves are fourth, Mets are fifth. They're, they're tied, basically the same odds. Then the Padres, then the Phillies. So the Phillies have – that's really good odds, right? They're top seven in the odds to win the World Series, but they're third in their own division. That just shows what this division's yeah, going to be. it's kind of tight. It's kind of tight in the division. Yeah, and the one thing that's different this year, and I, we'll talk a lot about it as, as the spring goes along, they changed the schedule this year. It's no longer – because remember it used to play like 18 against your own division? Mm-hmm. They, they smoothed it out more. It's more like the NBA now where you play everybody. Okay. So the Phillies will get less against the Nats, but they'll also get less against the Braves, less against the Mets, more against, you know, everybody across the NL and some AL teams. So I think that actually helps the Phillies a little bit. There's there's some less tough games. There's Sean's and media. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on first. I wanted to get to Ben Simmons. Um, and, um, you know, it is sad to see how he's taken out of the rotation. You know, obviously you want to see the guy flourish, but – um. I did, you know, when he was in LSU and, and Hugh, I think you were saying, um, you know, he had so much talent and it might have been you, Joe, saying that, like, you know, he's, oh, the next LeBron James. I I saw the talent. However, I guess it was in his last year. He was only there one year. So in LSU, when they made the NIT tournament, he decided, he opted to sit out of that tournament mm-hmm. to prepare himself for the league. And. I can understand that logic. It's like, you know, I have a promising NBA career ahead of me. I want to keep my body healthy. But, however, I think one of the most important motivations when you're going into a game is what? why are you playing? Are you playing for yourself or are you playing for your team? Are you playing for your fans? Are you playing for others? And I think Ben Simmons can turn it around. I really do. He's got the talent. He's got the experience in playing in, you know, the big leagues. But, I just think he needs to change his, his, his why. You know, am I playing for my team? Like, like sitting out because you're sore? I don't think I could see myself doing that because, you know, there's a team relying on me. My coaches are relying on me. I just be sitting on the back. Just like, well, I guess you're not playing. Like, why not, you know? But, but, but to your point, it's obvious that he does not care about that. Mm-mm. Because, to, like, like you said, most guys, when you talk about the, the letting your teammates down, that's an uncomfortable place to be especially if you know that you can play. You know, because like my coach used to always say, it's a different Now, if you're hurt, that's one thing. But if you're injured, you can't go. But if you got a little bit of discomfort out there and all this other stuff and you can still play, you're not that, – that's, that's something that he obviously does not care about. He does not care at all. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like you're letting your team down. You're letting your coaches down. Sure. You're letting, you're yeah, everybody. Down. I mean, and, and, he don't care. No, he doesn't. What do you think about Rex here, Sean? So – 
Uh, you know, if they want to hire Rex Ryan, that's fine, as long as it's Nick Sirianni's decision. I think Howie Roseman and I, Jeffrey Lurie, I think they should stay out of it. I think they should give Nick Sirianni the the duty. Hey, Nick, go hire who you want to hire because Nick, Nick is the leader. Right. Yeah, but Sean, it's interesting, and we appreciate it. Doug, you know, Hugh, Doug Peterson, that was one of the knocks on him here is he didn't have a st- – he wasn't very good at replenishing his staff, right? His, his mm-hmm. Let's say his Rolodex wasn't big. He didn't have all these people he could call, so the staff got worse. And the Eagles tried to help him. Like, they hired Jim Schwartz actually before they hired – like, they had the Schwartz thing kind of done before they even announced Doug as the coach. Like, mm-hmm. they, they basically chose his coordinator for him. I think they trust Sirianni more, but we talked about it yesterday. Like, Lurie and Roseman had a meeting with, with uh, Vance Joseph. They're, they're involved. Yeah, they, they want to see because I think that when you look at – some of the things that the people are saying, they want to know who's going to be the next guy mm-hmm. that's going to come in here and lead this defense. Because let's be honest, folks. I mean, as great as the offense was this year, this is a defensive town. This is a defensive town. And they're coming off here with that 70-something sacks. <laughs> yes, and people want to see that. They want to see, they want to see blisses. They want to see quarterbacks on their back. They want to see big hits. And they want somebody that's going to come in here and be a little bit more aggressive. Well, that sounds like Rex Ryan to me. Yeah, it does it, it, too. It, the more I say it, the more I'm like, yeah, I, like, I kind of like Rex too. It'd be fun. I think the Eagles should give him a call. 215-592-9494. Tie you Are you fully believing here in the Sixers? Are you back in? After all, all the months of saying, I don't know, are you back in after a big win last night? I'm feeling good. It's the first time since the Kawhi shot. I feel this team could win a championship. Take your calls on the Sixers and – do you like the idea of Rex Ryan? I think the Eagles should call Rex Ryan, interview him for the Eagles defensive coordinator position. They haven't found anybody yet. All your phone calls coming up, and we'll dive in a little Phillies. First spring training game tomorrow involving all the new rule changes, which I'm excited to see how it looks. We'll talk about it. Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 